0: This episode is brought to you by Andik Imran, Singapore's real estate agent and property consultant. Are you looking to buy or sell your house or purchase a second property for investment? Contact Andik Imran at 9450-8732 to get a quick home evaluation or learn more property tips on his blog at realestatedad.sg.
1: Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Quran journey where we explore and reflect on the sacred verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and Tadabur. As we are not trained and qualified as satizas, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. Today we have Farah to bring us through a verse in Surah An-Nur on Allah's light. Over to you Farah. Okay, thanks
2: Rav and uh, Assalamualaikum everybody.
1: Okay, so I first
2: heard of this um, verse. This verse is uh, in Surah Anu, um, verse 35. Uh, first heard of this verse um, being highlighted by Miss Nina and it was during this talk uh, in Ramadan about uh, how to maintain comma. When I, mean, I read it, I was like, wow, light upon light. I am like, wow, this, this, this verse is next level. <laughs> and so how is it related? Um, I'll get to that in a bit. So this this verse describes Allah's light and it's uh, aptly named uh, Ayat Al-Nur, the verse of light. He used a lot of light in this verse. So in this verse, Allah gave a parable of his light where he said, the example of his light is like a niche within which is a lamp. And from this part alone, uh, we can understand two things. Uh, One is that uh, the light of Allah in itself um, and Allah likens his light to that of a niche with a lamp. And a niche is a hole in a wall, uh, like an indent and an and arched. I think in current times, it's quite, um what would you call aesthetics, because it's really nice. <laughs> so when the light hits it, it lights the whole room. And Allah mentions that the lamp is lit with the oil of a blessed olive tree that is neither eastern nor western. And it is a metaphor to describe uh, the perfection and brilliance of the lamp. So um, in Ustaz Numan's um, lecture, he said that uh, the the, that's the olive tree stands in the middle by itself, and um, it's neither in the east nor the west, so that like you know the sun goes um around around right overhead right. So it the, the light will constantly hit um this olive tree. You would need the most pure of oils and most refined to give off a good light. So why does Allah give we use this comparison. It is because it is what our human minds can comprehend or relate to. Um, but of course, there's so much more to Allah's light. But this is something that we can imagine and we can like... Um, because we, we, are, uh, we humans, we, we tend to be able to relate better when we have seen it or we have experienced it um, so that we yalah, at the end comprehend better. So for me, this highlights another layer of um, Allah's mercy in wanting us to be able to understand it. And when I heard the tafsir for this, I immediately thought um, the light of Allah is indeed very much like a niche which is within a lamp. When we have Allah present in our lives, we feel a certain lightness that even when the world seems to be, dark, uh, seems to be a dark place at the moment, we still have Allah's light and it radiates to every corner. And that brings me to the second point, which is the light of Allah in our hearts. In, in Ustaz Numan's lecture, he compared the metaphor to our heart. Um, I think this is also uh, in Ibn Qartir's, um there. The rib cage is like the niche and the heart is the lamp. So he described our rule or in Sheikh Yaseh um, lecture, he said it's, uh, it's reflective of our iman. It's like that Allah has put in every heart and referenced it to the olive oil. Um, again, neither Eastern uh, nor Western meaning it is just illuminated in itself. This light, uh, when met with the light of revelation and guidance, will result in the entire entity of the human being to be lit up. And Allah calls that Nurun ala Nur, light upon light. And I think that's like when I was so amazing. And in order for light to meet, the lamp that is our heart must be clean. So, can you imagine if um, the lamp uh, was dirty? Uh, it would not be easy for light to pass through, and it's such a great reminder for us to constantly seek to cleanse and purify our heart in order to receive uh, light that is guidance in Quran. So Sheikh Yasif also mentions that pure heart will always will always find Islam, and therefore he urges us to practice Islam in its totality. Means like we don't select and choose what we want to do. So when only recently I I find, I not say the rationale, but like. Um, Personally, for me, like okay, I, I think we shouldn't like discount things. Um, we should practice Islam in totality, totality lah, like he said. So, okay, uh, now I'll bring you back to when I mentioned earlier about its relation to istiqamah. Uh Now that we all know about the amazing like that Allah has given us, uh, would we want to lose it? Um, I'm willing to bet not. Uh, it's remembering that Allah will give guidance to those who work hard towards it. In the talk that I attended uh, about the Istiqomah, uh, Miss Nina, when, when Miss Nina highlighted this, Ustaz Midi also mentioned to purify our heart uh, from things like ego, envy, and all those you know bad char- characteristics that we probably don't want to have in our heart. And then I finally understood the importance of this uh, in order to mean, to maintain uh, Istiqomah or steadfastness. Because uh, I mentioned earlier that um, in order for light to meet. Um, the lamb, that is our heart, it needs to be clean.
1: So thanks Farah for the sharing. So when Allah is in our lives, earlier uh, Farah mentioned, we feel a certain lightness. It uh, it actually reminds me of the times when I feel uh, heavy-hearted and burdened. I perform my prayers. Uh, Because Salah is not just a ritual, but also a purification of our mind and heart. When we stand in prayer, we are reminded of all the powers in Him and that takes away the burden from us. When we feel weak, solid gives us spiritual strength to face the world and makes us feel rejuvenated. So istikoma means to go straight into the right direction, acting rightly and allowing no deviation. It shares the same root to the word mustaqim, as in siratu mustaqim, which refers to the right path. What is amazing about this verse is that the objects mentioned are symbolic and they represent different elements. So if we follow the interpretation of Ibn Abbas, as mentioned by Sheikh Yasir Qadi, we heard how the light is in reference to the light of Iman, that Allah places in the heart of the believers. It is also amazing how the tafsir also interpreted the following. Um, the niche represents the chest of the believer, and the glass represents the heart. As glass is see-through, so is the heart of the believer, as he acts and deals as his heart is. And glass is also a symbolism of the heart. It is both soft and fragile. So there are actually various verses in the Quran that talks about uh, steadfastness or istiqamah. Um, one of them uh, being Surah Al-Ahqaf, verses 13 and 14, uh, which said, Indeed, those who have said, Our Lord is Allah, and then remain on the right course, there will be no fear concerning them, nor will they grieve. Those are the companions of paradise, abiding eternally therein as reward for what they used to do. And then there's another surah, uh, which is Surah Hud, uh, Ayat 112. Um, which actually uh, it stated that even Abbas stated that no different verse from the whole Quran was revealed upon the messenger that was tougher upon him than this verse from Hud. It was because of this verse that the Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, Hud and his companions have made my hair white. So why was this? Because istikama is very difficult to attain. Scholars stated that istikama is the hardest to hold on to. So let's hear some reflections uh maybe we'll start off with Nad. okay so like raf raf said uh about the glass where
3: it's interesting how um she said that the glass is fragile at the same time it's hard so i think it's like your heart also it can be fragile it can be hard so you would want allah to always keep your heart um keep the light in your heart so that you always coma. So, um, and we do, wouldn't want our heart to be hard like the glass, also, because um, you know then you'll be worried that you would drift off the righteous path, and then uh Shayasin mentioned also about like it's it's also about the actions that you do, for example, you continue to you continue to make donations helping people when they're in need, even when they' are not in need, you know, you continue making uh it's about the actions that you do, basically. Uh, helping people um, whenever you can and yeah, so it's not just about your ritual. Or it's not just about your what you do for your religion like uh, Ralph mentioned like just praying and all that. It also constitutes other stuff like, you know, your, yeah, your intention is doing your ibadah, you know. It, it constitutes, you know, it constitutes a lot of things even like when you, when you have bad thoughts, you should also, you know, be careful. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's not about just your practice. It's also about your actions.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Nat. Actually, um, when we mentioned about, um, being consistent in our actions, uh, actually I got this from, uh, Sheikh Hamza Yusuf's book, Purification of the Heart. Um, in one of the pages, page 140, uh, it stated that when speaking of the purification of the heart, it is important to know that purification is not a state, but an ongoing process. Uh, so just as we go about our day, uh, you know, being careful about our bodily cleanliness, we must similarly tend to our spiritual purity for purification and sincerity do not survive a passive relationship. So for this reason, Imam Maulud states that what is most beneficial for the purification of the heart are those acts that are done with consistency, even if they are small. So is based on the statement of the prophet, peace be upon him. The best actions are the continuous ones, even if they are slight, so like um yeah like earlier not mentioned like even if they are small deeds that we do, small good deeds uh if we continue doing them, you know they will you know we get we get very you know we get very accustomed to that to to them, and it's also important that we uh we do them uh in 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 any class manner, yeah. So yes uh maybe we can move on to uh Ain
4: okay um from your sharing uh i think light comes in different different apa tu uh types lah so like in the supplications of the prophet peace be upon him used to supplicate in sujud right Say, oh allah please light in my heart and light in my tongue and please light in my hearing and please light in my seeing and place light from below me, and place light from above me, and light on my right, and light on my left, and place light ahead of me, and place light behind me, and place light in myself, and make the light greater for me. From uh Sahih Muslim 125, Abu Awana and Ibn Abi Shaibah. Okay, so from this also, right, talking about light, eh, Uh, how it applies to me recently is that uh I think I am feeling very overwhelmed with the our Quran journey projects. <laughs> yeah, to me I uh, I'm not I'm not a person uh with a lot of words lah. <laughs> uh, and 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 uh with our Quran journey we need to express ourselves uh and in, to relate to 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 each and every one of us but I think I really have difficulty with that. So with this right understanding, I think it's it's also a light for me. Even though I cannot contribute, uh, for example, our our book club, but because I don't really like to read, <laughs> I think that's the uh, the cause also lah. Why why I'm not good with words la, Because I don't like to read lah. Huh? But um, <laughs> uh with the project with the book club, uh good thing that it was that there was apa tu? a podcast. So with the podcast, right, like even though I don't like to read, um, the light from hearing it and um, the light from looking at all those wonderful people who share with us. I think, uh, light comes in different ways and not to block it out, Because I don't know, lah. I'm not as high functioning as my friends. <laughs> I'm very really low functioning. I can only do one thing at a time. I cannot multitask. So. I see in as many light as I can uh from all ends and I hope that you no know, I don't block out even though I feel overwhelmed. Lah. So I think this is a good reminder for me to keep being steadfast and uh just receive the light as much as I can and make sure that I know uh when it's time for me to cast a light on others, I should play my part as well. Lah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, thanks Ayn. Um, I think it is important that when we seek knowledge, especially especially in wanting uh to attain comma that we are open to, you know, to accepting this knowledge uh and not just be you know be close, you know, um you know, close out closing our mind, closing our heart to receiving uh these things. Yeah. Uh how about Mirta? Do you have anything to share?
0: Okay. Uh this verse is a bit chim hard to understand, (laughs) but let me try to share my reflections. Uh, Like when it is said that the glass in the niche is like our heart, then I would think the clean lamb and the pure oil are our efforts to nourish the heart. So Allah gave us the vessel, which is the glass. Uh, So if our ibadah and pursue for knowledge, then uh, hopefully that comes the light upon light lah. So, with the light in our heart, Allah puts more, puts more light in the world, you know, in in our world. Yeah. That's my takeaway from this lah. What I understand. (laughs) But it might not be right, but that's my understanding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I mean, we all learn together because uh, to be honest, as I was preparing for this, I was actually having a very difficult time trying to reflect on on the lessons but uh alhamdulillah you know that there, there are there are many resources available online as well and i have i have a book that i've i've read only halfway and then i realized that it's actually quite quite related to this yeah so actually some of the things that uh, affects the comma, what i found out actually includes committing sins repeatedly without seeking allah's forgiveness. Uh, hypocrisy, and shirk. Uh, that means associating anything with Allah. Okay. So, according to Ibn Al-Qayyim, there are five conditions to achieve comma uh, Number one, the act should be done for the sake of Allah. That means ikhlas. Number two, it should be done on the basis of knowledge. Number three, performing ibadah should be in the same manner that they have been commanded. Number four, to it, do it in the best way possible. And lastly, restricting restricting oneself to what is lawful while performing those deeds. Uh, based on all these tips, uh, or rather the five conditions, I'm just wondering you know, whether um, you all have anything to add on to our discussion today. Okay, so um, I read this online.
3: I found this online. Um, basically, this tafsir said that, uh, that is, although Allah's all light is illuminating the whole world, everybody does not and cannot perceive it. It is Allah alone who blesses whomsoever he wills with the capacity of for perceiving his light and ben benefiting by it. So it's basically like um, our Noor is given by Allah and he decides who he gives it to. And um, this tafsir also mentions that um, he bestows it only on the one who's in the knowledge of him and has sincere desire for it. So um, even though like we don't know what's in our heart, so um there have been i think we have we have seen especially on social media we have seen whereby you know uh allah can just take things away from you your um like for uh okay, i don't know whether this is a bit touchy to touch on but you know where you see influencers taking off their hijab and all that you know so like basically allah taking away i see it as like based on this verse like allah taking away the light from their hearts so, we are, like, basically, I'm also afraid that that will happen to me. So, yeah, like, I think we we always need to basically take care of our hearts and because Allah wills whoever he wants to illuminate their hearts. Yeah,
2: yeah I agree. I, I, there was once when I uh, I had a question, like, um why didn't Allah just, you know, give everyone hidayah? Then wouldn't it be, you know, such a better place? So I asked Ustaz Ustaz Taufik from uh, Al-Qurwa and he said that um, yeah, Allah can give but um, it's a matter of who deserves it and like um, like Nat says if you desire it and you have sincere intentions and I think only Allah will know your real actual intentions because sometimes I feel like you even we ourselves sometimes we have to keep Checking ourselves like is um our intentions um in place kita yet in place or not, or are we doing it like you know somewhere along the way? I think I've repeated this like ten thousand times <laughs> like somewhere along the way we um want to you know to without even knowing it we like it's just to me this this um this uh, ayat is just letting us know um.
1: At the end of the day is always to
2: check your intentions and yeah take care of your heart ah.
1: Thanks, Nad and Farah. I think when we you know when we when Nad mentioned earlier you know about Allah guiding whomever He pleases to the light, it reminds me of you know the discussion in our book club uh, from uh, Sheikh, uh Omar Sulaiman's book. Um, you know we mentioned um I think it was mentioned that um we live in f- with with having that fear of losing uh you know Allah's love. So I think you know um i sort of relate related to you know for to to this istiqamah thing No, you know if let's see if we were to lose istiqamah which means we are also losing allah's love in that sense uh okay so before we wrap this up maybe in one word um we can take turns to share takeaway from today's session on on istiqamah okay i can start first um my one word is iklas. okay um maybe mirta
0: One word. ah. Uh, Oh, Ayn has something to say. Uh,
1: Your one word uh, is a takeaway from today's session.
4: Oh, Noor, Noor, Noor. (laughs) Confirm, Noor. Not (laughs) Ayn. Ah, that's right. The light in my name. Yes, (laughs) Alhamdulillah. (laughs) Okay, next.
0: Okay, lah I will say uh duty, duty to Allah.
3: Hmm. Okay. Yes, uh, not- sincerity. That we always need to check um our hearts for sincerity when we are doing anything for Allah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, and lastly, <laughs> Farah.
3: Okay, the word for me is um
2: illumination, light from within. Um light that we don't even know that we have before this. Um, I think, especially as Muslims, we need to be aware of this so that our light can meet the light of uh, revelation and guidance so that we can, you know, uh, accept the, uh, whatever we've, we have learned and uh, put it to good practice.
1: Insha'Allah. Uh Any last words, Farah?
2: Okay, I just want to share some uh, tips from Ustaz Mizi and, and uh, Ms. Nina uh, from that talk, right? Uh, to how to maintain istiqomah and light rafted. Um, it's okay if you, I want to say quality, but rather if you um, struggle or you merangkak to do that particular deed, it's okay as long as you are doing it, right? So in the talk, they mentioned about reading Quran and I think there was this famous uh, hadith um, about uh, the a person who reads Quran uh, fluently will get uh, rewards. But a person who struggles to read the Quran but makes effort, he will receive um, double the reward we can always remember this, um, especially when we're struggling like me. I'm struggling to to uh, learn how to read the Quran. And and it, what keeps me going is knowing that um, my effort is the one that is eventually um, going to get rewarded, inshallah. And they also said, uh, make Jannah your goal and it will give you the motivation to do uh, ibadah. And I think... It has been um, something that's effective for me. Uh, but what I will do is like, I will um, try to find descriptions of Jannah. Uh, I think the most prominent one or the most, like I say, I would say uh, well-known one, it would be in the verses of Surah Rahman where Allah describes Jannah in great detail. Um, and then you try to imagine it and then um, remember what uh, <clears throat> what's there waiting for you. And I think that's a great motivation for you to continue uh, doing your ibadah. And um, they also said, do it with a buddy to motivate you or make a group chat, which we are doing right now. Um, you, can, you guys can also join um, the book club. If you haven't already have an, a halakha group that you guys attend. And also to start consistently doing five prayers. Um, and then continue with not suna prayers, prayers. not prayers. And then continue with not prayers. So um after that work towards um understanding what you're reading and uh inshallah this will help you with kushok. So when you I think sometimes we oh Kusho is something I struggle with also. Um but if you know the meaning, you remember the meaning, you tend to like when you read it you you remember what it means and then yeah the meaning will give you more like more you know more. And then perfect your solat, your wudu, and then uh, imagine that you're in front of someone who is most respected. Um, okay. So, like, you know, when we go for our appraisal, it doesn't even have to be appraisal, okay? we can, we can we, When we go meet our bosses, right, we wouldn't, like, we wouldn't dress shabbily, we wouldn't, like, you know, we try to keep, uh, like, the highest level of professionalism, right? So we should extend the same thing towards Allah, make sure that um, our... Um, ibadah is good uh, quality, And then, um, when you solat also when you want to face Allah, um, do it with like utmost respects and uh, utmost respect and a deep and a deep sense of humility. And they ask, would you fidget a lot, uh, when you're meeting with someone you respect? Of course, you wouldn't, right? And then, um, lastly, that is to purify your heart. Like I said just now, um, get rid of your ego because it's the root of bad characteristics and don't engage in arguments and always have post on and trust in in Allah.
1: InshaAllah. So, thank you Farah for leading us in today's discussion and thanks everyone for all the contribution to the discussion as well. So, that's all for today's Tadabu session. If you like our content please subscribe to our Quran Journey on Spotify and we are on Instagram as well, same handle, where we share our Quran journaling and mini-book reviews. And for the month of July, our Quran Journey is hosting a mini-book giveaway sponsored by realestatedad.sg. To find out how you can win a copy of the clear Quran, head over to our Instagram account and check out the details. But we regret to inform you that at this time, the giveaway is open for those residing in Singapore only. Thank you Real Estate Dad for your generous contributions. See you our next Sarabu Session inshallah. Stay safe and take care. <laughs> Assalamualaikum. <laughs>